money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do, to make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. It's what they've built their business on. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that make planning, saving, and investing a little less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And they can help you too. Help you buy a home, save for your kid's education, start a business, support your community, and feel more confident about the future. Want to learn more? Visit Fidelity online at fidelity.com slash black wealth. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app, and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C h-m-o-n-e-y dot com slash mondays for your extended 30-day free trial when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply all right, right, guys, welcome back. Let's get this going. Happy Monday. The show, Happy Monday. That's the a fact. show must go on at all costs. Never stop. Never stops. Never stops. Back to stop, work. Won't stop. Never stop. Never got off of work. But you know, if you've been following us, you know that we just kicked off the world tour. Yeah. In extreme high level fashion. I see you got your Shug Night Red on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh. I'm not affiliated Ooh. though. <laughs> 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 um, so LA man, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. So Great much. show. We'll talk about you know it later on in the show. I'm sure, but um, you know, definitely we had the the first stop Saturday in the Novo Theater yeah. in LA. Um, we had Dave Gross come out to talk about real estate. Uh, my brother Kabi Supreme uh, brought us out. We had Blast um, close the show with a musical set. Uh, Ian did his solo performance. We did the group. We did Dead or Alive. Um, Troy went over options. Um, I did a monologue segment. It was just a really dope DJ head on the one shout and two. DJ shout out to DJ head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just yeah. really dope. And shout out to those of you who won. Cash. Yes. <laughs> Ian gave away how much I'm money? Check how much writer, money? your royalty receiver. How much money? How much money did you give away? Seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars was given away. And delivery. Yes. And delivery. Um, and delivery tonight too. <laughs> another one. We'll get to that later. <laughs> another one. Priority shipping. <laughs> so it was dope, man. You know, once again, thank you guys. This world tour is something that has never been done before. So each stop, we're gonna be doing different things, different information, different vibes, different swag. Um, so, you know, we appreciate it. The next stop is T-Dot. Yes. Toronto, T-Dot. Canada. So here's what's extremely important to understand. Toronto, April 2nd, that was the first day that we had and it sold out before we had an opportunity to even post a flyer. It's That's true. how true. pent up the demand was yeah, for so us much. to come up there. So what we decided to do was put 50 more tickets back on the market. Those sold out in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. So then what we decided to do was add a second date. This is something that has never been done in the financial literacy movement and business. I've never heard of anybody ever doing this. this is only I've only heard of musicians. Back to back. Hey, but I have, love you. I'm just... You have two shows. <laughs> two version. shows back to back. I've never seen it before, personally. Um, so another milestone yeah. set. Uh, this is a special show because this is the only show on the tour where 19 Keys will be joining us. So this will be a collaborative effort with Market Mondays and 19 Keys. Yes. High-level conversation. It's going to be a vibe. Um, And if you're at the show on April 2nd, the information given there will be different on April 3rd. Definitely can go to both shows. It will be different information, different wardrobe. Different vibe, different everything, different music. I think that's what changes it from a, a musical set, right? Like we've, I've been to concerts back to back nights, yeah. And once you go to the first one, you kind of know the set. You know the set. You've seen the performance, and like this is like information. Yeah. So it changes daily. So we have the opportunity to change yeah. what we're going to present daily. So it's a unique, a unique experience, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Toronto, there's tickets available, but they're quickly selling. Yes. This will, this will well, sell out. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna look at the map. April 2nd already sold out. Yes. April 3rd is on its way to selling out. So y'all in trouble. Get your tickets. Everybody was like, I didn't even know y'all was coming. How y'all going to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, all right, well, this is it. Second day on a Monday, ironically enough. Market Monday is on a Monday. Yep. Toronto, Canada. Get your tickets and we will see you April 2nd and April 3rd. If Five. you're out there for my prior legendary Kitchener run, please show up. <laughs> Cannot wait to be in Toronto. Love and I'm, for the first time, I'm going to talk about a couple AI sites that I use in business, not chat GPT. And information will be tailored towards Canada. Yes. Obviously, we know yes, that, yes. you know, you guys are our neighbors, but there's things that's different in your real estate market and stock market. how you can invest, different things of that nature. So the information Taxes. will be yeah, tailored towards Canada and a Canadian market. Um, 
And let us know who we need to talk to while we up there as well for Earn Your Leisure, for everybody. Like, you know, we like to do interviews. We like to connect with the people. So yeah. let us know who's the top people in real estate, who's the top business people, who's really moving and shaking out there. Top investors in the market. Mm -hmm. so, we, so we can know who could, who to connect with uh, when we get out there as well. So If there's amazing traders in Toronto, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll connect with them. How many absolutely. tickets we got left? I'm looking at these blue dots. They're going away pretty fast. <laughs> not a lot tonight. Not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. And shout out to Ally lot. for being the official sponsor of this Market Monday's tour. Last night, we got a chance to meet some of the good people from Ally. And, um, you know, we're keeping the ball rolling. So, got that out the way. Let's get this show on the road. And one last announcement. Also, speaking of Ally, we got another surprise. Yes. This Friday, we will be in South by Southwest. Yes. Yes. I haven't even told Ian this yet. So our panel, we're going to be interviewing the genius, Ryan Leslie. And we're going to be interviewing one of my favorite rappers of all time, Jada Kiss. So Shout out to Jada. We had yes, Jada perform yes. yeah. at MSG. Now we're going to hear him talk. Yeah. And who knows? We might, you know, never. Jada has a nice song. It's one of those things, too, is like, he's he's obviously a, a legend where we from, but a legend in the game. But it's one of those things just building building momentum. Like, we've been trying to sit with Kiss for so long. It's going to be a perfect I'm looking forward circle, to the full circle Kiss, moment, man. what he meant to us yeah. growing up. And um, and he got business, too. No, no. The coffee, yeah, he's, he's, he's underrated. Yeah, the coffee business is booming. That's a multi-billion dollar industry, yeah. coffee. Yeah, and then obviously, the, the interview we heard, like, there's a lot of stuff that he's doing in the coffee business. But even just him as a personal brand, yeah. I think people underestimate the level of sponsor deals that he's done yeah. with different brands, whether it's from the NFL. Obviously, we know Stout and Reebok. But yeah. throughout his career, like, historically, he's always found a way to... to align himself with brands that are growing or brands that are established and keep himself in the, in the line of business. So it's going to be one of those conversations, man. It's going to be dope. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. His work ethic is phenomenal. So and let's be honest, he's been one of the only rappers that got on the track with Big and kept up or sometimes Yo, Kiss is felt like he did better. better. Kiss, 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 not Kiss, Kiss, legend. Kiss never get not murdered by anybody, man. Shout to, so that's a free event for the culture this Friday, <laughs> but you must RSVP. <laughs> if you want to RSVP. How many seats available? Uh, I think it's like... <sighs> might be... 300? 300? 300 seats? Yeah, so RSVP. Please. Uh, click the link in the description. Click the link on our website. RSVP. Get there. If you was there last year, you know, South by Southwest is a vibe. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody, man. Yeah, it's um, going to be a dope situation. All right. So that's that. Oh, I, I don't want to talk too long because everybody's like, well, I, but this is important. <laughs> this, 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 this is, is important. Super important. Tomorrow. Talk to him. Earn Your Leisure episode that is coming out at 5 o'clock in California and 8 o'clock in New York. This is the one. All Money In. Yes. All Money In interview. We got my brother BH. We got Kabi. And we got Pac-Man. And we got Black Sam. Sam don't speak. So. This is a legendary, like, 60-minute style interview. Each four of them were interviewed at different locations. Mm -hmm talking about different things, their own businesses, their memories of Nipsey Hussle. This is a very rare this is extremely, extremely rare. I want to thank my brother Dave Gross yes, for making this yes, possible. Yes, yes, yes. I want to thank Steve O for helping the class music side. I want to thank Kabi Supreme for playing point. I want to thank Black Sam for working through it with us. Um, it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. So we, we had to, you know, do it in a very tasteful manner. Yeah. And he was very appreciative of that. I want to thank the whole um, All Money and Team, yeah. Nipsey Hussle's family. I want to thank BH. I want to thank Pac-Man. Um, 
because this is something that means a lot to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we never got a chance to meet Nip, unfortunately. But it's just, it's amazing that we've built so many great relationships with everybody that was close to him. So yeah. this yeah. is one of the ones that every interview is important. But this is the one that is really, really like... Dear to your heart? Yeah, yeah. it means a lot. It yeah. means a lot. I, I, the first thing I said to Sam was full circle. Yeah. Um, and we kind of were able to express it. But it's tough to like sometimes verbalize what a moment means to you. Yeah. Right? And so I think they got an appreciation at, as we were doing them. Uh, and again, shout out to Copy for real, man. Like not only did was he gracious enough to like quarterback the whole situation, but he went with us to every interview. Just on some like, y'all want to make sure y'all good. Y'all in my city, y'all make sure y'all good. Yeah. And we got to shout out B. Shout out to B and shout out to Josh. Shout out to North 13th. Yeah. Listen. Shout out to Brandon. Shout B, out to B. Josh. We, we, when we ran to Copy last night, he said, yo, who the little guy who, who's making these movies? Yeah. I saw a, a glimpse of it. Y'all got this thing looking like a whole motion picture. Motion picture. So shout out to B, man. Just watching his growth, like where he's come from, like where we started to where he's at now. And the talent, man, is just incredible. Shout out to Josh who was there on set too, just shooting. These guys documented the process, man. This is this is a special, like like he's saying, like it means a lot. But this is a really special episode, man. So I hope everybody tunes in. It's going to be a special one, uh, and let's run the numbers up on it, man. No let's money go. in, no money out. That's a fact. All right, and B, we the way. Okay, Disclaimer. sorry about that long, long winded. I apologize, but that, oh, that man. was that was very important. They've been telling you about the long talks. <laughs> long talk. No long talk, long. yo. Let me do this disclaimer real quick, man. Do your own research. And if you were at Market Mondays live last, yeah. last night, man, you know, like I told y'all actually what we do when we talk about do your own research. So make sure y'all pull up to every live show. I'm going to give a little bit more information each time. So our content is tended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment decision based on your own personal circumstances or otherwise. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself, or when he's in LA, he's known as Two Stock Shakur. Hey, all eyes on Ian. Please, when his research is great, share it. And when you know where you got the research, research from, give credit. Anything love you want to say, Ian, before we start? Yeah, thank you for everyone who came to the Red Panda Meetup um, Friday night. Love you guys. Thank you to everyone who came to the live show. Stock Club call will be on Tuesday. And if you are in New York City, I will be on Ebro this week. Please tune in. Shout out to the Hot 97 fam, Ebro. And if I've made you money, please put yes and chat. C. 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 Yes. That, that's that's going to be your new national language. You know. <laughs> My little Latin jokes at the show was popping, you know. You've been stepping in. Shout you been stepping in Espanola. So, all right, let's get into this. The first thing that we have to talk about is the biggest thing that has happened last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Yeah. Um, we'll give some, some preference on this. But uh, this is the second bank to collapse. In a week. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest uh, bank crises in American history. Yeah. Um, Second biggest and, since 2008. And, yep. And this was the biggest bank mm -hmm. to fail since 2008. Um, what pretty much caused it at a very high level explanation is um, they didn't have enough money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they over leveraged themselves. You know, when, it, when the Fed raised interest rates, um, they were invested in bonds and mortgage-backed securities that didn't work out for them, actually lost money. Mm -hmm. um, and they announced that they needed $2 billion to remain solvent. When they announced that they needed $2 billion to remain solvent, uh, there was a rush on the bank, obviously. People were scared. Like, Give me my money. I want my money. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't have enough. 
So then the FDIC has to step in. And um, now they're working through that. They said that everybody that has was FDIC insured will have their money, well, had their money today. Yeah. Um, and then everybody else they're working on within the next week. Yeah. Uh, so it was a very, in this bank, a lot of people have not heard of, but it's one of the biggest banks in America. Eight, I think it's 18th biggest bank in America, something like that, mm-hmm. around that. Yeah. Um, so it was geared towards Silicon Valley, right? It was geared towards startup companies and yeah. venture capital firms. And these are the places where these guys went to borrow money yeah. and, and and to get capital from. So it's not like a regular bank where you just go in like Chase Bank and you just put $100 and open an account. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of these things that that's, was disturbing and uh, it causes, you know, eyebrows to be raised. So, yeah. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right. So what's the impact on this going forward? What's the impact on the stock market? Because all the bank stocks lost money as a as a result Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. It was like a ripple effect. So what's the take on, on, on this SVB situation? Uh, we, I talked about it at the live show, but risk to reward means everything. So if I came to anyone and said, hey, I'm going to loan out money to startup companies that have between 100, 1 to 100 employees, the net margin is anywhere from 3% to 15%, and I'm going to try and offset it by investing in bonds and mortgage-backed securities, instant fail. You're like, this yeah. is the worst business plan ever. Yeah. And they were overcapitalized. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but I think the angel and VC environment has to change dramatically because mm-hmm. they're funding all of these companies. Um, think about, I mean, just want to add to what you're saying, because that, that's a great point. When we think about the time period of when these loans are taking place, yeah, low interest rates, right? So Zero. We, right? We're talking yeah. about the lowest interest rates. And if we've watched the market, right, we've seen what interest rates being raised has done to tech companies, mm-hmm. right? So think about now when you had low interest rates and you're giving loans to tech companies, when those interest rates rise, <laughs> there's going to be an inverse effect. I'll start losing. Right? So like the pandemic, we saw all these startups, yeah. right? We saw all these these companies IPO. We saw a bunch of SPACs. Now, pandemic is over. Thing in the past. Yeah. Interest rates have risen. Now we start, you're starting to see these, these, these effects. Obviously, we see it from companies, but now you see it from a bank. It's like, yo. Yeah. Here it comes, right? These are delayed right, reactions to some of these decisions, like the Fed rate getting raised. It's like, oh, it sounds great. Oh, it's a quarter point. Oh, it's three quarters of a point. Oh, it's a, you know what I mean? It's like after a while, it's like, wait, what is the long-term effect? Because we don't see it in the short term. I mean, and they're, they're swooping under the rug. I said it, but I think it's interesting they announced this news the weekend of the Oscars. So now... You'd see Brad Pitt, hopefully. You know, nobody gets slapped on stage, right? <laughs> I, They're going to recover it again on Monday about what happened. But so you kind of sweeping it under the rug to soften the blow post to announcing it midweek or Friday morning. Then on top of that, Yellen has uh, announced that the government is not going to bail the bank out. Oof. So the long-term effects is like a lot of banks are going to go under. And it sets up for J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, the big four to become even bigger. Right. Because you think in terms of like, yeah, there's money there. Yep. People are insured, but you're going to have to lose all those customers. Yes. And so if you're losing customers, they're going to have to go somewhere. And you need safety. I mean, uh, Pete was telling me earlier, like, it was some memes going around about risk mitigation. Like, the risk management team was, like, throwing water at a fire that's on the 33rd <laughs> floor, and he's throwing water on the first floor. It's like all of these companies that got funded, were, most of them weren't even profitable. Right. Like, if you look even at the acquisition of Slack, and this won't affect big tech, like Microsoft, matter, it won't affect them, but like smaller companies that are getting started, it's going to affect them dramatically. But even take Salesforce paying $2 billion for Slack. And then the team of Slack, the management team wasn't using Slack to even communicate. 
on a day-to-day basis, they was using WhatsApp and Telegram. Like, it was just insane. And I hate to say it, but this is like the Lehman of this generation. Yeah. And it's now. And it's tech-driven. I mean, the, the unfortunate part is that some of these startups do employ people, mm-hmm. right? And so now if the company, if the bank has dissolved, right, think about the payroll of those people who are we'll now to make payroll. It's over. Right? Hopefully We're, a bridge loan or something will be given, but no, it's going to be over. And we, we have to be very honest, like, when things, everything was riding high, I said it before, they're going to let us get money in 2020 for the disaster that's going to come, mm-hmm. but you have to check the financial solvency score of your bank. That just means is your bank have a high probability of going broke. Google it, call them up, ask them what the score is. If they won't tell you what the score is, probably should take your money out. Yeah. Yeah. And then also what we talked about on stage yesterday, well, stage Saturday about this is that um, there's a few different lessons here. So this was a bank where most institutions had their money, not retail investors, but retail investors can still learn from this, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people, historically, especially in our community, they're like, well, I don't, trust investments. I don't understand investing. It's too so risky. I'd rather just put my money in a bank because I yeah. know it's safe. And the crazy thing about that philosophy is that banks invest your money. Yes. Right? So this was, like I said, the reason why this bank failed is that their investments didn't work out for them. Yeah. But the overarching lesson here is that banks invest your money. So you putting money in a bank account saying that you don't want to invest is crazy because the money that you're putting in the bank account is actually They're using your capital to invest. Right. And this is the crazy part. They were using the active customer deposits as soon as they came in (laughs) to try and offset the losses. Yeah, That's fraud. We've said this plenty of times. It's like you go to the bank, you ask for $5,000. You got to call in before 10. You got to call in before. Most people think like, yo, the bank has, they should have the money. Why? Right? But this is the reason because it's actively being put out to use as a tool. And unfortunately, it's going to be a squeeze on regional banks. So if you're with a smaller bank in Midwest, where I'm from, man, those risk controls are going to get tightened. Loan parameters are going to get tightened. I feel bad for like small business owners. Like they're not yeah. going to be able to loan that money as easily. And according to what Dave was saying, it's a big crash coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty but soon. So I, those regulations are going to get even tighter. Yeah, I was listening to Fat Joe, and he was talking about how he uh, shout out to Fat Joe. Joey Craig, he was talking about how he, he, you know, he banks with a regional bank. Mm. Unless, you know, if he had $3 million and they only insured 250 what are they going to do with the rest of my money? He talked about that as far as this is concerned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not saying that he was in, in, invested in no, this one. No, I just saying he, yeah. he was giving commentary. He was giving on, commentary on SVB. On Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a live about it. I was like... I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I'm like, yo, Joey. Joey, like, he knows. Like, even he stepped in. He stepped yeah, yeah. in. So even he when he speaks up sometimes. Poli- he told us uh, who a political figure was who I didn't even recognize. He's like, yo, guys, I'm teaching you. Like, yo, you're, you're, you're leaders, you should know these things. And I'm like, yo, bro, you know, we, we, we tapped yeah. in. But he's tapped in. So what I heard this commentary on, I'm like, yo, that's important. Because even like when he was saying, like, yeah. And I know people like, I don't have 250000 But at some point, like, you may start a business and it may gross that. And if your business... That amount is insured. But yeah, what happens to the rest? Even if you have 5000 it's not a well-known bank, have you ever logged into your account and your account was short or over? Money is being actively switched. And I know they'll say it's a banking error, but this is happening too much. Banks are going through a huge issue of not having enough liquidity. And with every market, every market is tied together. NFT, crypto, stock market, mutual funds. Like even people who thought they had mutual funds through SVB called and SVB owned the mutual fund. It was not in your name. Mm. Now, had I did that to y'all, boy, y'all would have my head, right? So you have to be careful and monitor 
um, who you're banking with. And this is the funny part. Like the guy who ran that bank was involved in another bank crash. So going back to the fundamentals of like knowing the founder who's running the company and, and what kind of integrity they do or don't have will decide what kind of actions that are taken. And I won't even mention Wells Fargo <laughs> and other banks that introduced the scam and error. Don't like, come on, scamming man. Error. And yeah. then also it's yeah. important to understand, we talked about this yesterday too, you got to diversify. You shouldn't put all your money in just a yeah. bank. Yeah. And um, this is why investing is important because you should have emergency funds that's important, but at a certain point, you got to start diversifying. So whether it's in stocks, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in, you know, private equity, putting money into different yes, other businesses, you got to start thinking strategically, like how, where can I put this money? Now you just don't want to put money into something that's going to lose money because mm -hmm. that's not beneficial. But now you, you have to actually start playing a game. It's like Monopoly. When you, you don't win Monopoly by just having the most money. You win Monopoly by having the hotels or the houses because yeah. then when they land on your hotel or your house then they have to pay you right mm -hmm. that's how you actually win Monopoly because I've won Monopoly two times in the last two weeks I'm like the Monopoly champion at this point who, who you beat who you playing uh, well I beat my dad The last, it was my dad my niece and my son gotcha and then uh, the other time it was, it was my niece my son and my sister gotcha I'll give you the first one because your dad is legit. <laughs> no disrespect. The second one don't count? second one, question. I got strategy. We, there's all types of different rules you can do with the game. It's all about strategy. <laughs> um, all right. So that's important. Let's, who actually, so, Wait, hold, all right. Just real quick before you go to the next thing. You think the Fed doesn't come in and save this? No. You think, no? I think at some point, and I hate to say this, at some point, the too big to fail movement <laughs> Has to die. Yeah. And I think Yellen or Jerome Powell has to say, you make these errors, you have to pay for them just as any other business owner would have to do. If the right company, like let's say, who, who if the right want, companies had their money inside of it, you, you you think the Fed comes? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, it's just because. It, it just, it, it's not a big enough market risk at this time. Yeah. Where it was like smaller Silicon-based companies that was less than four or five hundred employees. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was Google and it was like a seismic kind of shift, saving us. they would have to. But we have to learn to train the VC space, the angel space, entrepreneur space to actually like conduct business and build profitable businesses. Like even when I go through the Dow 30, the Dow 30 isn't as dominant because some of these kind of rules have seeped in where it's like, I just want rapid growth, hyper growth. But you're growing your customer base, but they're negatives. It's net negatives. Like the net profit margin is not good. We have to fit. We have to like burn this crop of startup entrepreneurs and train them. Hey, like in a, in a higher interest rate environment, you actually have to build a business that sells some shit that people want <laughs> and is profitable. Profitability matters so much. And to everyone affected by it, I'm sorry. Yes, I apologize. It's not your that's fault. Not, that's the end of the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. People's like, families, people their lives right. are going to be affected by it. Yeah, especially as like interest rates are going up, mortgages are going up, cost of food is going up, insurance is going up. Like I feel bad for the founders that have their money there as well. Yeah. Um, who's to blame for this crash? <laughs> um, you want to be honest? You want to be politically correct? Both. Politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say larger. So you don't offend our political connection. Yes. Um, <laughs> the VC space, the venture capital community, and the angel community, you guys have to do a better job of not funding things 
that you have not done your due diligence on. For the past five years, it was like if a top VC or top angel invested in it, they skipped their own due diligence process and just funded it. Like I know of a guy that has an AI project that is not complete. He was on a plane. Guy was looking over a seat on his deck and he got $6 million in two weeks. For a non-complete AI project, I hate to tell you, the AI space is going to be big, but a lot of that's going to be another catalyst for a bust as well. So the angel community has been funding these projects that are no good and funded crypto, and they funded the NFT projects. And y'all let Logan Paul get in trouble, and when he got in trouble, you didn't come and save him. Logan Paul. I hate that they'll fund these projects. Then there's like regulation, regulatory risk, or now they're getting sued, and then all of a sudden it was like he was an individual rogue agent that acted solo. So the VC and angel community is to blame for this. Yes, and I want to say some names, but I'm going to be nice. Because of their lack of due diligence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about this. What is the indicator that warns us of a possible depression? <sighs> Got to look at the money supply. So when I was doing my research on this, this was scary. So in 1870, the money supply was negative two, which led to the unemployment in 14%. In 1921, it was negative 2% which led to employment being 11%. The Great Depression, the money supply was negative 12. Unemployment was 25% mm. negative. And the money supply in 2023, we are currently at negative 2%. What is the money supply? How much money is actively uh, floating in the market? So in 2020, they have a bunch of it that they put in that were acting like Floyd at Girl Collection. We just throw money around and everyone, you get a car, you get a car, you get some money. Now the supply is actually negative. So outside of the inverted yield curve, the 2 and the 10, this is the one that predicts a depression. Am I going to go on record and say that we're going to go into a depression? No. But Dave scared the hell out of me on stage when he <laughs> talked about the commercial Tom, bubble. Very he, he said, like, like Silvergate and, and this issue with SVB, mm. this is small. I was like, wait, what? So if he's been in, in the institutional space and then the Buffett indicator is turning over, the inverted yield curve keeps signaling recession, but Biden and Yellen won't announce it yet. Okay. There's a reason why things could be a hell of a lot worse, so please be careful. Well, the commercial real estate thing is, um, few people have been talking about that for a while, and even in China, uh, I remember years ago, they had built a whole city where nobody even lived. It's a lived ghost town. Mm -hmm. And um, these are things where... Housing, people's always going to need housing, but yeah. you see malls. I live in an area where there's a mall and they're closing that. I think they're building a, an apartment building there yeah. because people aren't shopping the same, right? When you look at office space, nobody's working in office yeah. anymore, right? So yeah. this is something that all signs lead to Failure. commercial bubble, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and there's only so much apartment buildings that you can build. Mm -hmm. right? At a certain point, that becomes unsustainable also. So the real estate market is definitely um, interesting. And yeah, shout out to Dave. He, he gave some great insight on that. Um, but I think that when people are looking to invest in real estate, it's important to understand what's essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So housing is essential, yeah. right? You, you, you can't really go wrong with housing because people are always going to need to live somewhere unless you're just doing it the wrong way. You're buying a luxury apartment building in Omaha, Nebraska. That might not be something that's really suitable. Shout out to Omaha. Shout out to Omaha. <laughs> but um, all of these other commercial projects, you just got to see. Yeah. A lot, some commercial makes sense. 
but some commercial, it might not make sense. Yeah. It might make sense today, but it might not make sense 10 years from now. Yeah. Where housing is always, housing today is still gonna make sense housing 10 years from now. Yeah. But like you said, the office space, who knows, Corona 3.7 might come out, right? And then there's nobody ever gonna be working in offices ever again. Yeah. That's That can happen. Yeah. So it's just like- Or people decide that they are going back to work and now it makes sense. It's risky though, it's that's risky. what I'm saying. Yeah. Where the, ho the housing, plus, yeah. residential real estate, in my opinion, residential real estate is, is, and that's why he said a lot of these big banks and institutions started buying single family homes. Yeah, Blackstone, um, Blackrock. You know, I just feel like residential real estate is, is a little bit more risky than commercial real estate. Residential is more risky. Or commercial? Said, oh, you I mean, commercial is more commercial, risky. Okay. Commercial is more risky than yeah, residential. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you can, like I said, you see it. You said the, the, the mall that we grew up going to, gone, right? If you yeah. think about the workspace, people aren't going to, yeah. what happens to the space, right? They have to, in a sense, get converted, but they're going to get converted at a rate that makes sense to the person who's actually going to yeah. purchase it. And that was one of the things he said. It was like, yo, that's a bar. He was like, yo, when is distress? That's time to invest. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of these commercial real estate companies, right, at a certain, they're not going to get anything. They're not getting their leases. They're not getting their rents. What are they going to, they're going to be, have to force to get it at or sell it at a price or lease it at a price that makes sense for the person who's actually going to acquire it. And so it's a, it's going to be a great opportunity for somebody. Yeah. Or if they don't do that, then somebody's going to come in and just say, all right, well, we're going to make this residential anyway. Yeah. Because when I go into the Galleria now, the Galleria is dead, man. <laughs> like it used to be thousands of kids at the little skating rink. Now I go dry over there by Cinnabon and a little footlocker down there. Like the thing that we have to realize too is when you keep borrowing and putting more debt on a consumer base, you destroy your buyer's market for everything. Yeah. So if you don't take care of their the people now, it's gonna affect your business later. And, Please be mindful. And to give some insight to the show that we had, AD AUDs is something ADUs. ADUs yeah. is something that he um spoke about as well, which MG the mortgage guy has spoke about the last yes, time yes, 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 yes. as well, which is accessory dwelling unit. And that's pretty much um when you add a living component to an existing house. So it's like you might turn the garage area True. into a one-bedroom apartment, yeah. right? Or something along those lines. And that's something that's real big in states where there's not a lot of land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when Will York. Smith had the beach house on Fresh Prince? Yeah. So like a New York, like a DC, <laughs> like a LA, um, these are all things like, you know, talk about house hacking and, um, you know, multiple streams of income. And these are things that you can look at because most of the time, most people will say that your house is not really an investment. Your primary home is not an investment in the sense where you're not making money from it, mm -hmm. right? So... If you're not making money from it, then in some cases, it could technically be a liability. And that's what oh, people don't fully that. understand. They're over-leveraging themselves to buy a home yeah. that they really can't afford. They're working just to pay a mortgage. They're not going to pay that mortgage off for 30 years. Yeah. yeah, your house appreciates over the course of time, but you never really get a chance to actually... And then by the time... You get now you got to do a reverse mortgage because you need money. Like yeah. So yeah. you can get caught up in the housing market and actually, you know, be upside down yeah. if you're yeah. not careful. So house hacking, multifamily investing is a good way. Um, there's different ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. But if you can add a different structure or take a wing into the component and actually use that for another rental, mm -hmm. now it actually turns into a, a current investment that you're making money on, right? Yeah, content house. Now, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, content yeah. house or whatever. Um, so that's something to think about, especially 
in this time where I personally think that people's going to start downsizing. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in any economic crisis, you got to start evaluating things. Yeah. What's your biggest expense? Housing. Yeah. For most people, right? It's like when it's time to cut things, your biggest expense is housing. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, maybe I don't need to live in a house. Maybe I can live in a two-bedroom apartment. Maybe I don't need a two-bedroom apartment. Maybe I can live in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Maybe I don't need a one-bedroom apartment. Maybe I can live in a studio. Well, maybe I can live in a pool house. Pool house would be a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and from the, the uh, owner standpoint, right, and Dave gave the game, I won't give it away, but the yeah. game of actually creating a business out of it. Yeah. But think about the cost associated with it. The turnaround time is going to be a lot, yeah, a lot quicker than it is for you know some of the things like we we were transparent about you know building homes like it's a process right, but when you're building maybe a six hundred square foot piece of property, it's going to take maybe Dang, that drywall real fast, <laughs> real quick, right? This is something that you yeah. could get done in two months. It's a, it's it's going to be less of an overhead and the the capital intensive process of it is. Like, it's not even, it's cut, I would say half, but mm-hmm. a, a fraction of the time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, think of it as a, as an investment, but think of it, like you said, as an alternative to actually have income coming in. Yeah, and Ty brought this up uh, um, last night, but I don't know, Trump was the one who was, like, spearheading the. And at some point, his leadership was wrong, but the points that he brought up about being protective around China, Russia, and BRICS, and outsourcing all of our jobs, like, he's he needs to get a lot of credit for I, I know you got so you're your pro Trump. No, you, you always make America great. You ever do that to him? <laughs> no, nah, but he needs to get a lot of credit. <laughs> he does need to get credit for some of the things that he was warning us about because I feel like the leadership got a little bit loose. China's eating our lunch. Um, all of our jobs are being outsourced, and we really have to worry about India. We've outsourced all of our like intellectual property and resource management to India, and now they're building the middle classes that it's going to take. And I even tell entrepreneurs, I know you have VAs in India and in Singapore. That's (laughs) That's fine. If you share your proprietary information, what court are you going to go to if they steal your information? Finito. Yeah. You you didn't trademark this here. No. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) You didn't patent that here. But shout out to the team in Bangladesh. I love you guys. I know you would never do that. (laughs) <laughs> but I won't share any information that's vital. So please be again. careful. <laughs> so let's talk about a little crypto, shall we? Yes. So stablecoin yeah. USDC breaks dollar peg after firm reveals it has $3.3 billion, billion dollars. in SVB exposure. $3.3 Stablecoin is one of these. So stablecoin is extremely important because that's the stablecoin, right? So the, the thing with crypto is that Cryptocurrency, the word currency is a little misleading because most people aren't using it as currency because Mm -hmm. currency can't really fluctuate like that. You paying another shot because they always say I be bashing crypto. (laughs) Well, (laughs) can we like a 50 millimeter or something? (laughs) Oh, I do. I I do want to talk about crypto. I do want to talk about crypto too because we got me and AB actually had an enlightened conversation with Chris Lyons. You know Chris Lyons? Yeah. Um, So I'll talk about that actually. But all right, so stablecoin, right? This is important because let's say like if you're trying to use Bitcoin as a currency, we know how volatile Bitcoin is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to use any type of currency and say, okay, I'm going to get my haircut and my haircut costs $40 today. Next week it's going to cost $60 because the price of the currency fluctuated or it's going to cost $20 next week. Like yeah. you, you can't, it got to be stable. Like the dollar is the dollar. It changes over the course of time, but it doesn't change that drastically mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, now the dollar is worth 20 cents tomorrow. So the stable coin was designed to be just that, stable, 
right? Where it doesn't really change, stays the same. You have stability. If you want to get in and out of coins, if you want to just park your money somewhere, if you want to just have something that does not move, but is still not centrally uh-huh. backed, right. the stable coin is your alternative. Now, stable coins have had a lot of issues. Instability. And that has caused even more fear mm-hmm. in the crypto market. So this is something that's extremely important. $3.3 billion in the SVB exposure situation. So mm-hmm. what does this tell us about stable coins and the whole crypto space in general? Troy, I'll let you go first before I go on my Yo, I mean, it's an interesting thing because we, I just spoke about USDC like two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the privilege of sitting down with some of the leadership um, and maybe hopefully, you know, we can get them to come on and talk about it, but it, we it, need you now more than ever. Right. This, and, and one of the things that we, we spoke about was the education around the space. Yeah. And, and we talked about regulation and this is one of those coins, quote unquote, that was in that realm of being relegated and to see it, like you said, the word stable is like, it's supposed to be a standard. Mm-hmm. And so to see that it has the exposure and then to watch it go down at 90 cents, it's like, yeah, the numbers don't lie, right? Um, so yeah. I, 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 the word I'm going to use is it increases the angst of people. You're good, right? <laughs> who are <laughs> trying to get right. in the space and try to have further education about it because they're they're watching these things happen mm-hmm. in real time. The negative, the negative, the negative, the negative, and then it was like, oh wait, there's some regulation. This might be a positive for the space, and this could be something that can actually help elevate the space and get more people into it. Now we see this. It's like. <sighs> If I were Jamie Dimon right now, I would be going to the White House tonight and saying, hey, we need to protect the American people. Let's speed up this initiative to put out our own stable coin and let it be government-backed. Part of this is a part of uh, the planned destruction of crypto so that the government can't, which I told everyone. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's that, same, that same thing, right? It was like, yo, let's destroy it to the point where people have no trust and come in and become the saviors of the space. Because during every crisis, there is room for a tyrant or a new regime to come in mm-hmm. to pitch safety. Um, the stablecoin thing, it never made sense to me. And I know for all of you that, you know, are in the crypto community, is this not the time for me to bash anything? Because um, all of us investors need to stick together. But even if something is stable and it's staying flat at 1%, if infl- in, no, at $1, mm-hmm. if inflation goes up, aren't you negative technically? So if you invested in 2017 or 2018 or 2019, in 2023, that stable coin, the $1, is actually negative. There's no stability. You are either growing or dying. There's no asset class that just stays flat across the board. It is impossible. It is a mathematical improbability. Sounds good, but in theory, and, and I'll ask everyone, oh, do you have any money tied to a stable coin right now? But who came up and funded the stable coin initiative? The venture capital community. Yeah. So originally it was, for years it was tether. And then yeah, she got untethered. <laughs> and it was like, all right, if, you know, just for, in terms of how volatile the space is, it was like, all right, put your money here when you see these volatile times coming and it should be flat. You're not going to lose your money. And then we see tether yeah. come apart. You know what it is, Staple? Index funds. Two tech, two index, no stress. I know you're tired of me saying it and it's working. Apple, amazing. Microsoft, amazing. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. I know my takes are not always the most favorable, but the advice is immaculate. So another thing, so it's going to this Chris Lyons situation because um, 
Chris, all right, I'll give some background from Chris Lyons. So all these people that I'm telling you guys, like, remember I said Paul Judge, mm-hmm. Rich Amazing. Lou Dennis. Um, of course, you already know who Don Peebles is. Legend. Um, and we've introduced you to a variety of other different people. Um, Ryan Glover. Mm-hmm. He's another. Like, these, so these people that I'm telling you about, right, you as an intelligent person, you should be Googling these people mm-hmm. to find out who they are, to see how you can add value to them, to see how you can get next to them. Some what their thought process is. Mm-hmm. The Dave Grosses of the world. Because these are people that are not celebrities. Yeah. That don't have a million followers on social media. But these are the real people that's really moving things out here. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's important. When I'm just, I'm not just saying these people's names. For no, I'm actually saying these names to actually potentially help you. Yeah. Because if you don't know who they are, you you, you don't even, you'll just walk right past them. Yeah. Megan. Megan? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, all right. Chris Lyons, he's the guy that actually started the Cultural Leadership Fund. So, Megan is the head of the Cultural Leadership Fund with Adrian Harwitz, A16Z. Um, Adrian Harwitz is the largest, one of the largest venture capital firms in the world. Yeah. Ben Harwitz, it's our guy. Um, <laughs> Casually. Yeah. yeah. He's our guy. <laughs> so, so, Chris is a very interesting guy, but he is part of Adrian Harwitz and um, started the cultural yeah. leadership mm-hmm. fund, even though he doesn't work on the cultural leadership fund anymore. He actually started it. Yeah. Now he's on the crypto side. He's a pro- he's a prodigy. Yeah, he does yes. everything. He's, he's a prodigy. He's invested in Clubhouse. He's, yeah. he's doing all, all kinds of stuff. He's, so he, I'll, I'll let you finish the story. He comes under the tutelage of Ben Horowitz, right? So they they saw his potential. That's they incredible. saw how incredible yeah. his work ethic was, his, his brilliance. And they're like, look, we're going to help you uh, just become better at what you're doing. And outside of what comes from that is the Cultural Leadership Fund. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So that's who that's who Chris Lyons is for, for background reference. Context. So the other day in L.A., um, me and A.B., we end up having dinner with Chris Lyons. It's a very random occasion. And um, we sit Can't down. you? Where we all go? Where we Can't go? tell the location? <laughs> it, it was... Yeah, we ain't gonna give our spot. We, we That's our spot. There. That's our spot. That's our spot. <laughs> we man. frequent there. They're gonna be waiting with their sales. I knew they was coming tonight, y'all. <laughs> They're gonna be I waiting saw AB. With, with their trading portfolios <laughs> to ask for tips. But all right. So we haven't done it there. Very random situation. Um, and we're just talking, and he's a very big crypto enthusiast. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking him, I'm like, all right, just give me the real. Is, is, is it over? The gig up. Just be honest with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gig yeah, I, I know it, Chris. <laughs> and he was like, bro, like it's, it didn't even start yet. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even start yet. And he said something that was extremely insightful to me. He was like, you know, the problem that everybody's making right now with crypto and Web3 and NFTs is that they're all looking at it individually singular. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not going to work like that. He's like, it's only going to work when it's embedded and they're all working together. That's and you don't even is- realize that it's actually working. And the example that he gave was GPS. And he was like, you know, when GPS was first created, it was, you know, a revolution, a revolutionary technology. And it has been beneficial for people just to use GPS on its own. Mm-hmm. He's like, but the real application in GPS. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. GPS 
is the things you don't even think about. Mm-hmm. He was like, let's take Uber, right? He's like, Uber runs off of GPS. There's no mm-hmm. Uber without GPS. Mm-hmm. He was like, another application with Uber is payment processing. Yeah. He's like, no, payment processing is on their own. But the payment, how many things are integrated with payment processing that you don't even realize, yeah. right? So if you look at it like that, Uber, so there's no Uber without GPS. There's mm-hmm. no Uber without payment processing. There's no Uber without a smartphone, right? Yeah. There's no Uber without effective Wi-Fi. All of these things merge together and create a great company like Uber, mm. right? So he was like, when the crypto, the NFTs, the Web3s, the blockchain, all of that, the I, um, AI, mm-hmm. all of that at one point is all going to merge. It's not going to be just look at chat GBT by itself. Yeah. Let's invest in Bitcoin by itself. Let's buy a board ape by itself. All of that is going to merge to the point where it's going to be a very organized package. Yeah. You're not even going to fully realize it. And that's the real evolution of this Web3 technology. And so he said, he's like, we're, we're a long way away from that. 10 years. He didn't give a set, a set time frame, but he said we said with some time away. But he was like, so it's so his theory was that this is still early. People still haven't figured it out. Corporations still haven't figured it out. But when they do figure it out, cryptocurrency is going to be at the center of that mm-hmm. as far as the, the finance part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to go up from there. He also said Bitcoin, Ethereum, leading the way, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's the safest play in, yeah. in, in the situation. He talked about a few others. but um, Can you name one other that he named for the audience? I forgot it. Damn. I did. I promise I forgot. Long That's night. a good exit. Oh, the media is playing on fire. Long night. I can't seem to recall. Long night. We have to prep for the show. <laughs> gotta fly back. All money in editors. Got you. Got you. All money in, no money like out. That. But um, so yeah, so I just think that, you know, that's an interesting take. And I think, you know, it's when when he said it like that, I'm like, damn, I never really thought about it, especially the GPS thing. So uh we'll see. We'll see. You know, right now crypto does not look too promising for a variety of different reasons from people, the security issues, <laughs> from from it, the fluctuation. Twenty thousand sounded use, crazy. When I the government, it. Uh, a variety of different things. But We'll see. It'll take time to be woven into the fabric. So, you know what's so crazy? I used to live in Hawaii, right? And Hawaii is... Subtle flex. <laughs> Wait, it's... hold on. Where's he at? Go ahead. For those that didn't know, <laughs> Shadi used to live in Hawaii, and he played ball in Hawaii. Yes. Well, that's a fact. Now, I used to ship him CDs out there, but that's another thing. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so, beautiful islands. Um, you know, it's a whole chain of islands, right? And, um, you know... Obviously, everybody knows Hawaii waterfalls and rainforests and beaches and all of that stuff. But I'm sure you know, but most people don't know how Hawaii was actually formed. Mm. It was formed through a volcanic explosion, right? So the the volcano explosion, thousands, millions, millions of years ago, huge volcanic explosion erupted underground. And all of those, there was all volcanic rock. So it's crazy because the oldest island is all green. Mm-hmm. Kauai, they call it the, the, the green island, right? And that's because it's... The, so over the course of time, the volcanic rock turns into to lush green. The youngest island is the big island, and they still have large pits of volcanic rocks because the time hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. So the volcanic rock exploded. It stood there. It took millions of years from 
the time that it actually was just solid rock for the rain to come and the, and the water and for it to turn into vegetation yeah. and to what we see now. So that is an important lesson as far as the nature thing because the beginning of things usually are violent mm-hmm. and dangerous and scary. And that's like the beginning of starting something. Then it takes a long time. For million years be. before Web3 is profitable. God, he said, cut that up. So we got 999,000 years left. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, takes, it takes a long time for, for it to be nurtured to see the final product. A lot of people just see Hawaii. Yeah. They don't see the volcano. They don't see the millions of years of rain. They don't see the vegetation taking time to complete. They just see the final product where you just go on vacation today. Mm-hmm. So that's an analogy for just life in general, but especially like any new space. Mm-hmm. Any new space is going to be violent when it first starts. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be all kinds of issues. You got to be able to work through that. You're going to have to be able to have patience mm-hmm. and you're going to have to have foresight to see the rainbow. That was amazing. He ended Can we it, put a rainbow? He, in ended, graphic? he ended it with looking at the rainbow. Pot of gold. <laughs> That's amazing. Leprechauns. Two leprechauns and a pot of gold. But what what, what happened to NFTs going up to... <laughs> and now I'm coming with the Mount Vesuvius. Hey, when I said it... Okay, so here's the lesson. Number one, you want to invest in every asset class for 10 to 30 years, right? I mean, you want to buy at the best prices. But when it was at 60000 and everyone was saying it was going to 100 I said it was 20 they called me crazy. Bitcoin, you talking about? Yes. Web3. Well, NFTs. It's going to be a 10 to 15-year cycle. Also, go to Apple site, NVIDIA site. When they start hiring for more crypto jobs, that's when you'll see an explosion. If you go to the job site, you can see Apple. When they were actively hiring for these positions two years ago, they are not hiring as quickly for the space anymore. Those are one of those metrics you're looking at? The- Absolutely. I, I, I want to see what, what Tim Cook and, and the cartel is doing actively yeah. in the space. Because they, they are going to, like, same thing with Uber. There would be no Uber or payment processing at scale, GPS at scale, without the App Store. Yeah, but I think one of the things we've learned, and especially uh, when we talked about it last week, is like, by the time you hear about it, they've been working on it for yeah, 20, too 30 late. years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, the same thing that he's talking about is happening right now. Mm-hmm. We did, we're just not aware of it yeah. because it's not ready to be presented to us, right? And so, yeah, the, the the time frame is important, but technology expedites everything. Yeah, and so it's it's probably happened. It's just about how it's going to be woven in to the fabric of society, yeah. and who is going to be the order of it, right? Because it it could be a new company or it could be an established. Yeah, it's probably going to be a new one that we have that we trust. Yeah. I feel like it'll have to be somebody that we already trust mm-hmm. to present us in a way that could be digestible for us. But going back to your same uh, volcanic analogy, when they finally announce the recession, that's when a new crop of money is going to be thrown into the market and we're going to see like new creators, new companies, new ideas that will allow those to flourish and turn into a yeah. green profitable. Yeah, what, what's what's the business that, that flourishes from this? Yeah. Right, we saw 2008, we spoke about companies. Uber is one of those. Airbnb is another. Yeah. What's the company that comes out of this? Yeah. Well, they have to announce the disaster first, though, and let the lava flow into the market <laughs> so we can have rain lands again. We're just going to stay with this lava. <laughs> <laughs> let it burn. Yeah. Yes. Pause. NFTs. <laughs> How's that pause? I'm just saying. It's three dudes here. You said let it burn. But I'm just curious. I don't know how that's paused. We can talk about it after. 
914. Bronx, is that pause worthy or not? Back to you guys. <laughs> All right. Dead or alive? Yes. Let's do yeah, this. Like, let's do favorite, this. Man. Let, let's do this, man. Y'all, y'all know what time it is. Get your notebooks out. We're going to go over some companies. We're going to talk about the you know, the life expectancy of some of these companies, whether they, they are on life support or they are officially dead and buried. Now, we covered some the other night, man. Yeah. And uh, you, you gave, you brought the flowers out for a few of them. Yeah, I had to. Um, it, I it, want us to flourish <laughs> in Greenlands. Right? And it's incredibly flower volcanic singing. and volatile market we're in. It was slow singing and flower bringing was brought uh, in on the stage on in L.A. Um, so let, let's start, man. And since we're talking about banks. Hold on. Can I get a load of Lux casket for the next show? <laughs> <laughs> we should have it you gonna get this one? That'd be crazy. Poor bear, we gotta have the poor bear like Undertaker. Yeah, see, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, Martha. Yeah, Ash, I hope you're listening. <laughs> All right, let's let's start with this this bank. Uh, let's start with the ticker. It's SBNY Signature Bank. I'll give you a little context. The company provides various lending products comprising of commercial and industrial loans, real estate loans, and letters of credit. And what are we saying? I am very worried about this bank. And I, this is before even SVB came up. I was looking at this last week. It was at 374. Um, last year, it is currently a 70. I have it going to $10.11. Um, go pay your respects. <laughs> go, go bring, you know, some butterscotch candy up there. Dairy Queen. The, is the gold wrapper? Yes. <laughs> um, tell them how much you they meant to you. Yeah. And get your affairs in order. This one is... is if. SVB came down when most people had heard of it. I know 90% of people never heard of Signature Bank. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's over with. This is some of the byproducts that happen when banks look like SVB collapse. Mm-hmm. Smaller regional banks will, will for the effect. And like you said, we saw that happen on Thursday and Friday where over $50 billion. $50 billion. I mean, and, and David said it, like the big institutional banks like BlackRock are defaulting on loans. This little bank, no, you know, no slight to you guys. If they are defaulting on loans, what do you think that the smaller banks are going to go through at this time that have riskier asset portfolios that they've been investing into? It's All not right. good. So we're bringing the flowers out for them. Let's let's go to another one, man. Uh, ticker WAL, Western Alliance uh, Bank Corporation Regional Bank, uh, headquartered in Phoenix. It is one of the largest banks in the United States and is ranked 13th on the Forbes list as America's Best banks. I think they were trading at forty nine dollars. What's your thoughts on uh, Western Alliance? Um, critical condition. It'll recover, but I think a worst case scenario, it'll get down to eighteen bucks. Um, the management team is solid. I like. I like them. It'll pop back up, but it's it's not dead. I would wait for eighteen if I was going to invest in it, and it would definitely be like a, a ten year hold. So we got some vital signs there. Vital signs there. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, now this is an ETF, so I know a lot of people. The next one is an ETF in the, the financial sector. A lot of people don't do individual uh, mm-hmm. bank stocks. So KBWB is an ETF. I'll tell you some of the holdings inside. You got City, you got JP Wells, PNC, Bank of America, all, all the majors are in there, and it's almost it's like equal weighted. Yeah. Right. So when we say equal aid, it's the same amount of percentage that's allocated to those companies. I think the top five is about eight to nine percent. Yeah. Each uh, KBWB ETF. What do you think? It's alive. Um, if you want bank exposure, this is a one to get into. But I, once again, I'm going to say I'm worried about this entire automated index ETF industry. Bubble is going to pop at some point because mm. these ripple effects are going to last. But um, KBWB, I like it around. 
33 bucks if you can get it there. That would be the only price I would get in in about three or four years after that. It should go back up to 65 This one is safe for now. We got a safe one on this one. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll do one more in the financial sector. Uh, S-C-H-W, uh, Charles Schwab. Uh, if those who are not in the know, they offer banking, commercial banking, uh, investing, and related services, including consulting, wealth management. The list goes on. Charles Schwab, trading around $59. What's your thoughts yeah. on your Charles Schwab? They always say I'm doom and gloom, so I want to give one. Exactly. I like Charles exactly. Schwab is alive and well. Yeah, I do like a couple banks um, a, a lot better, but Schwab is safe. I will put this on the live list. We're on the live list with yeah. this one. Now, you do me for a loop on this one. I'll be honest with you. Why is that? On the next one, now I'm about gotcha. to say. Yeah, ticker T-C-O-M, trip.com. All right, so for those who are not familiar, uh, they are a group. It's a Chinese multinational online traveling company. I didn't even know they were Chinese international mm -hmm. until I did the research on it. Uh, they provide servicing, accommodation, reservations, transportation ticketing, and package tours. Obviously, most people probably know trip.com. Yeah. But for those that didn't know, that's that's a detailed uh, explanation. They were trading at around the 36, 37 yeah. range. What's your thoughts on trip.com? You're going to be very surprised. This one's alive. Mm. Surprising. Like, when I looked and did the research, I like it at, like, 23 bucks. Um, but it's one of the... I've been looking for more... Because I think China and their economy is going to be the canary in the coal mine that tells us if we're going to do well. And I've been searching for a lot more companies that are doing well in the, the sector. And this is one of them. Um, Alibaba probably is the most important. They're still down. When they recover, I think they'll lead the way for everything else. But Trip.com, I actually like... So when I looked at trip.com, I'm thinking about competitive advantages. What's the moat, right? Because we do have, yeah. obviously, you got a trip advisor, Expedia, bookings.com. Yeah. I couldn't find the separation. Uh, the landscape, the, what country or continent they focus on is mm -hmm. like the only one. Now, could Expedia move over? I don't think they're better than Expedia, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. This one was like, shout out to him. This is Chris Bosch. Expedia's broad, right? So this is a good third addition to the team. Chris Bosch. Yeah. yeah. You know, third, yeah. Yeah. Uh, once was a monster. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking Expedia. Yes. I'm thinking Bookings. Mm -hmm. D-Way. Yes, maybe. D-Way. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, I'll give you. I don't want to call him you. Mike Miller. Shout out to Mike. I thought you was going to go Mario Chalmers. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the Eric Snow pile. I'm just joking. <laughs> that we won't do. Shout out yes. to Mike Miller, though. Shout out yeah. to Mike Miller. <laughs> Mike's a good guy. And so is Josh and his wife. I appreciate you guys. Um, but trip.com, I will put on my watch list for sure. All right. Let's move into one that very familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, ULTA Ulta Beauty. For those not in the know, all right, they obviously high-end and low-end cosmetic fragrances, nail products, bath and body products, beauty tools, everything in the world of... Beauty, mm -hmm. Ulta has. Stock prices was trading around 520, 521. What's your thoughts on Ulta Beauty? Listen. I'll just if, say I love them in If you got a bay, <laughs> go to Ulta and see how. That, that be looking like Pergola. Like, Ulta <laughs> is packed, yo. Amazing stock. Um, it looks like an Apple chart. Yeah. Like if you look year over year, Ulta has been dominating Definitely alive and well, continue to thrive in a recession, down market, up market, sideways. Ladies are going to have that beat, faces giving, amazing. I see y'all ladies, right? Um, At an unprecedented rate. Man. So if you want to take advantage of the beauty industry, which Instagram has helped promote yes. dramatically, Ulta is an amazing one. That's a, that's a great point, right? So we've seen the power of, of social media. Yeah. 
That makeup industry is massive. Oh my gosh. So I'm trying to find me 10 ballerinas and one to make a makeup line. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> one out of 10. Yeah, come out the sky, put the little setting spray on. Guys, there you go, Venture Cat. We're just going to invest it. Only one got to make it out of 10. Only one out of 10, right? One out of 10. That's good odds. That's good odds. Invest as many as you can. Booty bonds with the power. These are just jokes written by 85 South, DC Young Fly, Carlos Miller. I love you guys. Let's go to one of my favorite sectors inside of technology, and that is the semi space. Uh, AVGO, AVGO, American Designer, which is important mm -hmm. when we talk about infrastructure, and that's something we talked about last week. Uh, American Designer, developer, and manufacturer of and global supplier of a wide range of semiconductors yeah. and infrastructure software products. Uh, if you look at the chart, now if you look at the chart, the chart, the the, the five year chart looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, even the year chart. So mm -hmm. they were trading at five ninety two a year ago, I think. Currently, they're over like six fifteen. Yeah, six fifteen. Yeah. Um, and so it it had a dip, obviously, over the past year, but it's mm -hmm. it's, it's getting back to a place where it's like uh, this is this is a sound investment, sound company. Yeah. What's your thoughts on AVGO? Amazing. I mean, you have to wait for a great price like five forty one. Mm. But man, I, I met, like if I could make like a two tech two index version of like high growth, they would be in there. You have to wait for a great price year over year. This one's amazing. Alive, well. Thriving, skin glowing, right? Amazing energy. Put Broadcom on your Broadcom. list. Yeah. In, in terms of, of semis, where are, we, where are we going with our top five semis, right? Let's do I'm, I'm putting NVIDIA first. NVIDIA first. Okay. AVGO maybe three. AMD's two? Yeah. I'm scared about TSM. Qualcomm? Uh, They're not in the five? Top five, top five. Okay. I'm going to do three. They wouldn't be in my top three. Qualcomm wouldn't be in the top three. This is an analogy for you. Qualcomm would be Kendrick. That means they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking on top five. <laughs> Shout out that, to that, that, yeah. that means they're amazing. Yeah. So we got alive and well. Vital stars are high on that. Absolutely. We put it in the top three. TSM has come out of your top five. Only because of the worry about China and invasion. If not, they, they would be yeah for sure. I haven't spoken about TSM in a while, but... That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, when when you look at the space and semis is something that obviously love and just study. Anytime there's news about semis, I, I'm I'm on top. Always of it. on top. Yeah. Of it, yeah. I, I'm, I might be with you. They might have fallen out of my top five. That might be the new top fives we do. Two top tens. Top That's tens fire. is top sectors. Yeah. New segment alert. Yeah. It's like uh, China's Lamar knocking on the door. I'm worried. I want. I like all of my investments to be clear of any danger. Yeah. So China is a big threat to consider. It may not ever happen, but I would hate for China to invade. They take it over, and then they halt trading. Yeah. In this game set match, and, and it's an interesting time. And I'm glad you brought up TSM because when we talk about the semi space, for two years it was the shortage of them, mm -hmm. shortage of it, right? And now we're at the point where it's gluttonous, fake news. Right, they're like, wait, fake news. They were holding the chip supply. <laughs> they, they, they have so many of them, and now we don't have the people are not buying the products at the same rate. Yeah. So now you have an extreme overhead of semis mm -hmm. with nowhere to go. Yeah, they overproduce. <sighs> what can you do? What can you do? Listen to the advice. I love you guys dearly. That is a fact. So Mark Benioff and Salesforce takes Elon. And Zuckerberg's approach mm -hmm. and demands more efficiency. Are you now excited about this stock as a result? <clears throat> Ladies, like you ever have a man, right? 
and then he'd been a dog for like three years, and then you leave, and you're like, baby, please, I swear I'm going to do right. This is Salesforce version of too little, too late. Mm. You should have did this six years ago. So I will put Salesforce in like the C class of big enterprise or big tech. See? They're not Google. They're not Microsoft. No. Not Apple. No, no. They're not Meta. No. Not Qualcomm. Not AMD. Not NVIDIA. You going down that leaderboard mm-hmm. rapidly. So I think if he, like, to buy Slack for $2 billion, I think it was more than that. It's like, was it higher? I'm trying to be great. It might be 20. Yo, Ab, just check on that Slack acquisition. I think it was like 20, 20 something billion. Some, something silly. He could have bought an island with a volcano on it. Buy Slack. Um, horrible acquisitions. I think they just lost it. They lost their way. I love Benioff. Yeah. I think he's an amazing entrepreneur. I think this um, era of ultra efficiency is kicking in. It's making companies adjust very fast. 27, right? Yeah, 27 some, billion. Yeah, some crazy. Yo, I'm going to go on the record real quick. Bleep this out. Fire Mark Benioff. <laughs> Yo, you just said you loved him. I do, but Slack's <laughs> not worth 27 billion if it's 20 billion in cash in the account. Damn. What? 20, yeah, it was definitely 20. I remember it was December of uh, 2020. You, I could have went and bought a Woolly Mammoth, <laughs> AI chatbots, some pterodactyls. What? You know 27 what billion? Bro, fire Mark Benioff. <laughs> right. Sure, man. You know what? When I when they did their earnings uh, call a couple of weeks ago, what I did like about them was... Hold on. You, oh, wait, wait. Go ahead, go ahead. Some companies have $84 billion of cash on hand. They spent $27 yeah. on, on a new version of AOL Instant Messenger. $27. $27. Yeah. But that was a response to Microsoft and Microsoft Teams being something <laughs> super effective. How are we going to compete in that? I'm never space? going to the Salesforce conference. <laughs> you just ruined it for yourself. No, but what I, what I will say is the level of high efficiency. Yeah. And so, yeah, they had a, a great earnings call. But what he did say was, you know what? We need to be more efficient. I need to be more efficient. <laughs> right? And so when more efficient, and it sounds terrible, it's like, yo, we've got to cut back on spending. This is like so what trying to... Every month they do the same. It feels yeah. like they're doing the same thing. Yo, twelve thousand employees laid off. Yeah, eleven thousand employees. Laid. Every month they're just laying off. That's going to cut costs. They also said he's going to pan down on the real estate, right? So if you, yeah. if we've been in a plenty of cities. I'm like, yo, the Salesforce got they got a tower here, so they're cutting back on the amount yeah. amount of real estate they're doing, and they're being critical of what they're spending. The twenty seven billion dollar slide deal, bro. <laughs> You know what? They could have bought Neo. Yeah, and, but that wasn't the only acquisition they had. Yeah. They, they they bought another company, I think maybe in 2018. It slipped my, my my memory the name of it for like maybe seven billion or, or eight billion or something like that. So you're talking about thirty billion dollars in mergers and acquisitions. What 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 was the net return on it? Negative, Morita. Yeah, um, I'm like Slack. Tableau was fifteen point seven billion. Fifteen, I'm sorry. Yep. Ulsoft was six point five. Demand where was two point eight. Exact target was two point five. And this is over the past five years. Fail, 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 fail. Fire Mark Benioff. <laughs> Respectfully, these are just jokes. I don't. When I come to the office, I don't mean none of this. <laughs> Eighty five South made me say this. Sorry, I'm working on my little comedy routine. This is a gross mismanagement of funds, like. And yeah, this it's, is kind of like buying insurance on your house after your house is caught on fire. Yeah. It's a little too late. Do you respect the accountability part? I do. Yeah. That's, that's leadership, right? Yeah. 
And so we talk about greatly like fired or not, but like that that shows like you know what. Yeah, we didn't get this right. So if I drive us off a cliff and we go nah, 60 feet down, this, then I hit the brake when we get to the bottom, is that like good leadership or no? No, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> but there, there's plenty of CEOs just, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, we botched this. Don't even say it. It's like, we tried. That's true. They usually don't last. Yeah. Um, and I think if they would have taken this route maybe six years ago, they could have been one of the most powerful companies. Um, we saw this with Oracle, like um, a recession prior, where like Larry may have lost his way a little bit. And could have been a lot more dominant and didn't adjust fast enough. So, forty-seven billion—that's what he's worth. Yeah. Shout out to Larry Ellison. Can't deny that. Yeah. Well, Rashad gonna be like, "That was Ian who said that. That wasn't me." See, hey, hey, Mike, yeah. be, uh, Mike. Next, next time we in the bay, you see us at Salesforce. <laughs> Why wasn't Ian there? The the thoughts, views expressed by Ian, but no, <laughs> Salesforce don't touch. If it's not in the top five category. Leave it alone, especially as we are heading into a potential mega recession. It's not worth the risk. But what do you guys think? I would love to hear more from you. Please put it in the comments if you would invest in Salesforce and if Mark Benioff took too long to adjust. I mean, uh, you, the direction. What, is there a number that you would like it at? Um, always. like the, the And that's one thing Dave yeah, said. We, we, I've seen it fall at least 40% over the past, you know, two years. Um, if it gets to like 46 bucks, 46, well, wow. I would throw, I'll probably throw six figures at it, but not a penny before that. Damn. All the room's so quiet right now. How are you guys doing? Yeah. I mean, it's barely profitable. I'm looking at the numbers here. Yeah. Barely, barely profitable. You run the stats off real quick. Yeah. Pro so the profitability margin is little, it's less than 1%. And so, I mean, it could be negative, right? <laughs> Maybe negative. I could have cheated on you ten times. It was eight, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, their total cash is here. It's at twelve billion. The debt is at fourteen eight. They have well, they have free cash flow. Okay, which is important. How much? Ten billion. It's not bad, right? A company that size. Yeah. That's why you got to be more. So, like, it's not an Apple where it's over eighty billion, and it's not yeah. Microsoft where it's forty billion. Where you feel like, okay, mergers. Ten is nothing to sneeze at. It's yeah. not. But it, it, it's like we got to be a little bit more mindful yeah. when we're talking about mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. So when, before we leave, you just want to get on some insight. That's what we did on the show on Saturday as well. It's kind of like... You drank the water? Talk about... <laughs> <laughs> talk about fundamentals like a little bit and how you're evaluating the company and what's important to look for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we talk about do the research, uh, I was like, look, there's plenty of things we can do from a technical side. Mm -hmm. And you can see these things and we talk about EMAs. And that's great. But from a fundamental side, if we told you some of the statistics and if you looked at them, you would know not to if invest. If they were good in, or not, yeah. Right, you would know. And so the three things we spoke about was profitability. And that's pretty simple, right? How much money are you making? Are you making and how efficiently yeah. are you making? And so when we talk about the, the, the profit margins, mm -hmm. you can look at it. It's usually going to be a percentage, right? It's based on how much you make versus how much you spend. There's a percentage that's allocated to 1 it. 1% profit margin is crazy. 1%, right? You have companies that are negative. That, and that, that's that's a good thing to too. Just just look at companies. If there's ten companies that you like, just go look at if they're profitable. Yeah, and that will tell you yeah. the first thing you need to see. Right, the next thing is the balance sheet. And this is if you watch us, you know, assets over liabilities. And a company's balance sheets are just that. Right, it tells you how much they have in assets, how much they're spending. Yeah. Right, and how much they own. Yeah. 
right? When you can look at the balance sheets of a company, it's going to tell you. This is like the report card. Yes. Right. So if you're broken out. This yeah. is pretty much the report card of, of, of a company. And then the last thing is the operating cash flow. How much money uh, is, do you have that's positive that can go, go towards acquisitions, can go towards operations and external financing? And so when a company has a positive ca operating cash flow, this company is moving in the right direction. So if you look at those three factors, profitability, balance sheet, operating cash flow, mm -hmm. those grades on their report card will tell you a lot. We'll give you an example, right? If I told you, we looked at Peloton the other night, right? And I told you their profit margin is negative 90%. Yeah. Do I need to tell you anything else? No. Is this a company you're going to invest in? Dead. Right? You're not, if, if their pro is negative 90%, yeah. Doesn't sound like something that's really attractive. When you go further down, you look at the amount of debt versus total cash. Total cash is 80, 871 million. Total debt is 2.4 billion. That's tough. That's Furthermore, cementing like, yo, this may not be a company to invest in. Here's the last indicator, the operating cash flow, negative 1.3 billion. 1.3 billion in the hole. In the hole. Yes. So I don't even need to look at a chart. I don't need to know <laughs> the technical analysis on this. This is very clear. Yes. This is not a company at this point right now that I should be investing in. At all. At all. And so if you just take, like a lot of people say, well, is it fundamentals or is it technical? It's both. It's both. But sometimes some things are so glaring that you don't need the other. You can't, yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't, I see these things on the report card. I don't need to look yeah, at And technicals are just like a physical representation of what the fundamentals exactly. are Exactly, exactly. So yeah, but if a company's negative, how many billion in the hole? 1.3. 1.3. Yeah. Right. And so the contract. Dealers Peloton. Flip that up. That's what. And we spoke about that, too. Yeah. Right. You have to have a certain amount of negative quarters before they actually start filing for you to be delisted yeah. from the stock exchange. And so when you look at the inverse and we, I know we talk about Apple. But there's a reason we talk about Apple. When you talk about ever. the profit margins, 24 percent. Yep. When you're talking about the operating cash flow, 109 billion. When you talk about free cash flow, 84 billion. 84 billion dollars free cash flow yeah what can't they buy who can't they acquire what can they not innovate now and if slack was that great you don't think apple would have used that money to pay 35 billion for it 27 billion is crazy yo was a large amount right and we talked about microsoft too same type of situation their profit margin is even higher higher yeah than apple's but they also have operating cash flow which is why you see them going into a space Hey, Activision. Yeah. This this might be something we want to add to our portfolio. Even at Novo Theater, I don't yeah. know Microsoft on that. Yeah, yeah. Commercial use beautiful, space. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful venue. Arena. And if you come to Toronto, we may even give you two more fundamental indicators that we'll look at. We got a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But these are just simple things. Like it won't even take you more than three minutes to look at. Yeah. And the easiest tool, and I know some people, they use NinjaTrader or they use E-Trade. Everybody can use Yahoo Finance. Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? You type in the... Yahoo Finance, you type in the, the company ticker, and you'll see it in the tabs. It'll say statistics. Once you hit statistics, scroll down. It's the entire report right card, there. sometimes by quarter, Yeah. right? And you can see the financial report card for your company. And then if you want to go look at the charts, feel, feel free. Yeah. Or vice versa, however you want to do it. But these are the type of things when we're saying we do both. your research, these are some of the research. The fundamentals are your left hand, technicals are your right. You need both. There you have it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So... That concludes today's amazing show. episode. Yes. Um, Market Mondays, World Tour. Yeah. Legendary situation. Once again, kicked it off in Los Angeles, California on Saturday. Thank you for everybody that came out. Thank you to Ally. 
Next stop is Toronto. So here's how this thing is going to be working. We're going to Toronto, then we're going to London, then we're going to Chicago, and then we're going to Ghana. I highly encourage all Americans to use these international trips mm-hmm. as vacations with purpose. I always say, like, at this day and age, as an adult in 2023, you should be vacationing with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, traveling, but traveling to, like, be in an environment, to be in a room, to meet people. And then you want to get the, you know, you, you do your tourist thing as well, right? Yeah. But you got to think, like, if I'm going to spend money to travel, I got to get something out of this. Yeah. That's how you I get a return it. on it. Exactly. I need, yeah. I need a return on my investment. Yeah. Somehow. yeah. So these are, these are three of the most wonderful places that you can ever visit in the world when it comes to Toronto. Probably the cleanest city ever. Yeah, it's a like, major city, absolutely. Yeah, it's like the cleanest city ever. Yeah. One of the, one of the most diverse cities ever. The first time I went to Toronto, that's what really just struck me, the diversity. You got people from the Caribbean, you got people mm-hmm. from Africa, you got people from Europe, you got, like, it's just a, a, a melting, melting pot, pot of all different types of people there in, in Toronto. London, probably my favorite city right now in the world. Mm-hmm. London <laughs> is a vibe. We went yeah. to London two times yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, and every time was historic. The first time we had 3,000 people on the street. The second time we sold out Royal Albert Hall. So, you know, this time we got to carry on tradition and um, it's going to be a legendary situation again this time. Curated differently. You back at tape? Of course. That's, that's the family. The shout out to... They're ready here to sell out. Wait. <laughs> shout out to the whole tape team. To the whole tape team. That's actually family. So those guys are amazing. Definitely will be back at tape. 100,000%. Shout out to Dayu. Shout out to the whole family in yeah. London, man. Good, good people in London. And then, what better way to end the year yes. than in Africa? Yes. If you've never been to the motherland, if you've never been... Have you been to Africa before? No, I'm about to be Nas and Belly. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm ready. If you've never been to Africa, it's a great experience to be, you know, on, a, on African soil, the motherland, around everybody that's black. It's just yeah. different vibe, different energy. Good weather. It's going to be hot in December. Yeah. It's going to be... 85 degrees in December yes. on the beach. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, this, these are the places that they don't talk about. There's beaches in Africa. There's, you yeah. know, there's all kinds of different things. But then also there's a lot of history in Ghana where you can visit the the, um, the slave castles, mm-hmm. slave dungeons, where they actually, that was the, they said the point of no return, mm-hmm. where they, they shipped millions of black people from mm-hmm. Africa to America. I haven't been to Ghana yet, so I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. Born bring my son. I think that that's important for him yeah. to understand historically. It's important for all of us to understand historically. Um, so the Africa trip is something that I'm definitely, definitely looking yeah, forward to because about. just to have fun, catch a vibe, but also from the historical standpoint. Yeah, we're gonna well. be there for we're gonna be there for a few days. Yeah, can we tell them? I don't know. We got away. The dates? The I got all the dates. Can is we tell about confirmed? the month? All the <laughs> Tell them the one day. I'll tell uh, yeah, not not the one is there's only one that's not one. Confirmed. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one. Okay. Um, but that that would be here. Stay tuned before the end of the and, end of and, the, and we forgot we forgot Chicago. Chicago, one hundred thousand Chicago. But Chicago, we don't even need to talk about that because yeah, that's gonna that's, sell out. Yeah, that's out of That's, that's gonna out sell out as soon as we South side, West side. They know. They know our demonstration. <laughs> we get down. demonstration out What's there. happening? Yeah. Chicago is something I don't even got to try to sell because Chi-Town going to I just don't up. want them feeling left out like y'all said all the cities. Nah, Chi-Town. I'm Midwest Kid. Power 92, Tap in. What are we doing? Hey, they we, won the world tour for a reason. Yeah, we, we we tapped in with one of the brightest uh, from out of the, the city 
who's making major, major waves. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to, to sit yeah. down with her out there. But it's going to be incredible. Chi-Town, I love Chicago. You know, I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. That's a lifelong thing. Um, it's going to be incredible, man. But the Ghana thing is crazy because I was watching Snowfall. Mm. And they was in Ghana, and I was just looking at the cinematography of it. I'm just like, beautiful, yo. They really captured how I want people to see Africa. Yeah. I know they done it. They did it very intentionally. Um, and I was like, yo, this is beautiful. So I saw that the actress mm. at the we, at, shout out to, to Rachel Dennis and uh, all the the women who uh, received awards um, at the Essence Black Women in Hollywood uh, event. But I was like, look, mm. that episode meant a lot. Yeah. It's super powerful. And I was telling her we got this tour, and I was like, yo. The way y'all captured that is yeah. exactly how people should see it. And she was like, wow, that was, that, that's why we did it. Yeah. Speaking of cinema, I got to shout out my guy, Brandon Brown, who is on the season of Bel Air, Red Panda Family. I'm proud of you. Shout out um, to so shout out to my guy, Brandon. Go tune in to Bel Air on Peacock. I haven't watched the season yet. Yeah. I have not watched so, the season yet. Shout out to Bel Air. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so Chicago, of course, that goes without saying. And all of those... Dates outside of Toronto, Toronto, you can buy your tickets now. But those other days, tickets aren't for sale yet. Yeah. But here's what you do. You go to the website mm -hmm. and you get on the waiting list. RCB. By being on the waiting list, yeah. as soon as the tickets become available, you'll get notified before anybody else. Yes. They, they might become available at 12 o'clock at night, right? We're not going to post it on Instagram. We're not going to talk because it's not a good time to, to announce that right away. But you'll get notified before we actually announce it publicly. Yes. So you'll have a first opportunity to sit in the front row. Yeah. To get VIP. Oh, we get we giving away posters to the VIP people. Yes. Sign. That's a collector's edition. I got, I got a few. Um. So you know, it's it's one of these things, man. But just to be in an environment with thousands of people, like-minded people that's want to better their situation, that's into business. Mm -hmm. And once again, you never know. I spoke to Dave today, and he was just telling me how much he enjoyed the show. And he was like, I was actually sitting in the crowd. He's like, because I wanted to see it from a from a, you know that perspective. And he was like, I really enjoyed it. I said to say before he came on, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people didn't even know who he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just sitting mm. in the crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Sitting right next to him. You never know who you're sitting <laughs> next to. There's a lot of great people there. Shout out to Milano. Shout out to Big Boy. Shout out That's to cool. 19 Keys. Yeah. Um, Terrence J. Stick Watts. Stick yeah. Watts. Principal, Principal Rob. There was a lot of people in the crowd. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be like that in every every yeah. stop that we go to. So introduce yourself to somebody. Say, hey, how you doing? This is my name. What do you do? You never know. Yeah. Oh, and if you brought a sign at the arena, DM me. I mean, bless you. Cash. What's my little Cash App nickname you gave me? Captain Cash App? Captain Cash App. That's funny. Captain Cash App. DM me, and I, I got a little Cash App gift for you. I appreciate your love and support. So, yeah, not, not to be confused with Cash App Poppy. So I'm looking forward. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to all the events. Um, but Toronto, Canada, I'm just out of full transparency. That's probably right now. The favorite. My favorite because... yeah. Of the history that I personally have in Toronto. Yeah. Boy, Toronto it, vibe, ain't it? Yes. Boy. It's my favorite city. Um, <laughs> and I haven't been back in a long time. Yeah. And and the way that they have treated us as far as selling that that show out in the manner that we sold it out yeah. was very impressive. And that that's why I want to just give the most, I want to give three times more than what they paid, like above yeah, yeah. value, a hundred yeah. times more. Like I want them yeah. to walk away. Which is like, this was the best thing yeah. ever because they put on for us and now, you know, we're going to put on, on for y'all. Yeah. So. And I'm going to go through y'all stock market too and the giveaway is going to be crazy. It's, it's my favorite city in the world. 
Let me tell you what Mark Is it? Did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was I was going up there, so my, <laughs> obviously you know Jamaican origin, but my pops used to play cricket. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like they would play cricket. Like the Toronto team would come down and play at Cortland in the Bronx, and then we would go up. It was like every other other summer. That's what happens. But I want I want to talk about what Market Mondays did for my family personally. I, y'all don't even know this, and this just kind of happened over the last week. But I haven't seen my aunt in probably twenty five years, bro. Wow. She lived in Toronto. Okay. I haven't seen my cousin in probably thirty years. Mm-hmm. They watched the show. Wow. Crazy. They text. They call my mom like, "He's coming. We gotta go." Yeah. My mom has obviously hasn't seen her sister in 25 years. So now it's an opportunity for them to come watch this. It's going to bring them together and to bring the family together to yeah. come watch this moment and then just, you know, be around family again. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an incredible moment, man. Toronto, I've always said it's my favorite city. Yeah. Um, but to have my family who I haven't seen in years be there, That's it's going to be even more more, more special. Shout out to your mom and dad, to your mom and dad. So yeah, cool. yeah. I'm cleaning up the language too. I'm being more personable, they more likable, that. right? Yeah, I listen. <laughs> <laughs> your dad grabbed like son. I'm like, all right, yeah. I got you. So we got Choice Family Reunion <laughs> <laughs> happening. Yeah, fact. We got Choice Family Reunion happening. Yeah. Uh, we got a variety of different bunch things. of giveaways. Nineteen keys will be Shady there. Shadi might have a few reunions with the with their friends. <laughs> new screen. I'll be there fishing. What you mean? I was I up see, I, see, I, see, I, see, Whoa, hey. I see nineteen I, keys coming out the ocean with a flag like a, like, yeah. <laughs> like Thornos. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a, a lot variety. of reunions, man. I know a lot of reunions, man. Shout out to the AU team. I see y'all at the Seattle Tower. Yes, man. yes. But it's been it's been great, guys. Get your tickets. Yes, love you. Get guys your so tickets. Much. Show up to South by Southwest this Friday. Gonna be crazy. Pre-event RSVP. We will be interviewing Jada Kiss and Ryan Leslie at the same time. That's fire. Uh, musical performances. Shout out to United Masters. Shout out to Ally. You know, Austin, Texas. Anytime we get a chance to go to Texas, it's always a vibe. And I'm sure there'll be a bunch of other surprises that just happen randomly throughout the course of that situation as well. But that is this Friday in Austin, Texas. So if you live in we Dallas, if you live in Houston, if you live in corporate St. Crispy. Crispy? Christy. Corpus Christy. Corporate Christy. Right. Corporate Christy. All El Paso. All of that. Through, I got you. Oklahoma. Galveston. All that. Oklahoma. Galveston. All of that, man. Pull Shout up. the water. Pull up Shout on us. And tomorrow, big episode. All money in. Yes. We got BH. We got Pac-Man. We got Kabi Supreme. Kabi Supreme. And we got Black Sam. Yeah. It got to be love. Black Sam, the man. Shout out to JP also. Shout out to the whole marathon. JP, yes, yes, yes. The whole marathon Come team. On, so. yeah. The whole All Money In team. The whole AMB team. This, yeah. this is... One Remember when one. I was talking about the Steve Harvey one? Like, yo, we should win an award for this, man. This is this is one of the ones. This is yeah. one of the ones, man. And, and shout out to like the whole fam. I know we didn't we didn't get to chop it up with Adam, but shout out to Adam. Shout uh out shout, Adam. shout out to Jay Stone, shout out to Cuzzy, shout out to Sam. Um, shout out to everybody, man. The the shout whole shout out to their sister also. Yes, man. The, the the whole team, man, the whole hustle family, man, is is embraced us. Yeah. It's incredible. Like it really is a moment, like to see them embrace what we're doing, pull up and show up for us every time we've asked. And uh, we're not done yet, man. There's, there's some more stuff that's oh, going to be no. coming, man, just from the bond that we created with them. That's so awesome. shout out to the Mets fan. Love. Red Panda Family Stock Club call Tuesday, 930 Central. New York City, I will be out there this week. 
Check them out. Yeah, tune into Ebro. Shout out to Ebro. One of my other light-skinned brethren with some hot takes. Yeah, yeah. The um, bald head beard gang. <laughs> and uh, Toronto, get your tickets. It's going to be an amazing show. I'm, I'm going to put on crazy for Toronto. I love, 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 love. So love, much. Love. See you guys next. See you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Early. Tap in. Love is love. Peace. Peace. Peace.